Rhythm, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD. When we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you got to get geeked up. So sit back, relax, and get comfy. Lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten. Coming straight out of Gotham. Out in the DC universe, welcome to Straight Out of Gotham, episode fifty-three. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Make sure you check out all the other great shows on the network by heading on over to BatmanOnFilm.com. There's a there's a link you should click it down. I think if, I think if you actually check BatmanPodcastNetwork.com too, it'll relink uh, redirect you there. So uh, check out both BatmanOnFilm.com as well as BatmanPodcasting.com, and uh, you'll find a bunch of just tons of shows uh, for your fanboy needs. I'm your co-host with this side of Hudson River. I'm a senior contributor to Batman on Film. I am Peter Arvera, and today we are recording on October 19th, 2021. And as always, we have a great show for you today. But before we get into good stuff, I'd like to remind you, all of our faithful listeners, if you take the time to rate and review this show, Straight Outta Gotham, on Apple iTunes and on uh, Apple Podcasts, we will uh, possibly read your review, and uh, if we do, we will send you a prize back. Uh, the prize for the, the grand prize for the month of October is a McFarlane Joker action figure from Batman 66. So get on on that. You don't want to miss it. Now, let me introduce my partner in crime, the man who is the pumpkin carving champ of Deer Park, Long Island, a fellow Batman on film contributor, ladies and gentlemen, Eric Holzman. Good evening. What's going on, Jack? <laughs> What's going on, man? How are you? Just carving out my, my last couple pumpkins. Just, you know, got you know, guys like still recovering the same dome. Ah, yes. Well, we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit later. We'll do a little bit of a... a I enjoyed it. I have a blast. Of a post-post game. <laughs> Since we did a live stream after, we could do a post-post. Just me and you this time. But yes, um, really quickly to everybody who watched on Saturday after we did... Watched the Iceberg Lounge after we did our... Um, after it's fandom, um, we want to thank you all for watching. We also want to thank, of course, our great panel, obviously, Bill Ramey, his son, Micah Ramey. We had Ryan Lauer and Ryan Haas joining us in the Iceberg Lounge. It was an awesome time, a lot of fun. Apologize for the technical difficulties in the beginning. Uh, funny thing, guys, that show, I thought it just, like, stopped and I still had the show. And, <laughs> you know, like, I would be able to save it. It was completely gone. Like, gone nowhere Lost to be found matrix. yeah man uh so i we i apologize for that but we were able to hop back up real quick and get you guys that content and um thank you all again for watching and supporting us and all that good stuff so pete real quick what else is going on man what if what what if Nothing, what I, I just used my uh my manscaped uh ball toner right now you did not even know so it's discreet you can use it whenever you want <laughs> Don't forget, uh, 20% off and free shipping, manscaped.com, promo code Gotham. Make sure you do that, and uh, you can use it anywhere. <laughs> Literally, like, I just used it live on the show. Eric had no idea, so. Yeah, guys, and we actually – you don't see this, but we actually have video of each other. So I literally, thank God, had no idea. Just what, used it. What Pete was doing. It's in my hand. It's right here. I got it. Yeah, crazy. But I have to say – Right out of my I, beautiful little uh, – uh, The shed. It's called me. The Shed. They call it The Shed. The Shed. Yeah, the Shed. A little bit. Okay. But the I have shed. to say, man, that, that – um, 
That toner is probably my favorite thing of everything in the bag that they sent us. I might start using it as cologne. I might actually spray <laughs> it on my neck. It's such a uh, refreshing feeling. It's cool. Uh, I wish I had this in like the dog days of summer because it would like, be great in August. So. Seriously, guys, if you guys do not know what we're talking about, head on over to manscaped.com. Check out all of their products. And as Pete said, right now you get 20% off and free shipping if you use our code gotham at manscaped.com so go over there check out all the products if you want if you guys want to ask us questions you can hit us up on our socials you will you always give them to you at the end if you have any specific questions about the products the stuff that we got we got the lawnmower 4.0 which is their new shaver for down under and uh i have to say that's been a pretty pretty nice experience as well um i have i like the headlight it guides the way yes yes haven't nicked haven't nicked myself yet i guess that's (laughs) i guess that's a good thing um so yeah it's been it's been a really really cool experience they've been great obviously like i said they set us up with all this stuff we got to try it out first Mm -hmm. and we definitely recommend uh their products i know there are some of you who already have manscaped products well you can go back you don't, you don't have to be a new customer. You can add an extra 20% off to your current orders by using the code Gotham as well. So definitely want you guys to go over and check that out. And again, to thank Manscaped for setting up this great, great partnership that, that's that been great for us. It's been really, really cool. Products so good. You can use it in front of people and they won't even know. Yes. Yes. Very discreet. The bottles are very small. So they are very... Spritz, spritz. Yes. You could do it very fast and no one will know. Uh, but yeah. Uh, this podcast is living proof. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yes. Yes. So don't, and guys, don't keep using your face. I mean, it's kind of gross if you're using your face trimmer on your balls. I'm just being honest. So you might want to, you know, try and get a different razor to handle that business. And Manscaped has that for you. Like I said, with their new, all new Lawnmower 4.0. So go ahead and check that out. So... Pete, let's talk about a little bit. We've been doing a little sports stuff, and uh, and something happened today that I, I know you are very very excited about. Oh, so go ahead. <laughs> so so as we as you guys know, if you listen to us, Pete and I are both New York Yankees fans. Um, I'm probably the more level headed one. Pete's a little bit more crazy than me. Why? What makes me not level headed? <laughs> Have you checked Twitter? I'm not the only person unhappy about this. Oh no. You're right. Like, yes, I, I might be the original. I was, the, you know, I, I should be the first to hashtag not my manager. But yes, you know, so therefore, I think I'm justified. I might be the level headed one here. Maybe. Ashman, on the other hand, he might need a therapist. <laughs> uh, of course, guys, if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the Yankees have extended manager Aaron Boone for at least three years with a team option for a fourth year today. He's getting four. He'll get four. Uh, if Cashman's here, he'll be here. That's how I look at it. There's. They're kind of a package deal at this point. So um, I'm not as hard on Aaron Boone because to me, he's just a puppet and he just does what he's told. Uh, you know, I know they say that I, I've heard them. People say that he, he still has, does dumb things. He has he more say in things. Dumb things. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, I have obviously some of his decisions at times. I'm, I shake my head, but I do that with every manager. I don't think any manager is perfect. I also, I just, I also just don't think he's a good coach. I just think the team is just poorly run. That's a fair he point. May, he that may not have, he may not have control over what he's supposed to do. He's definitely told what to do, right. but he's definitely not a coach because his team. Yeah, is 
I agree with that in a sense that they were very uncharacteristically sloppy this year in a lot of aspects. Base running, yep. fielding. fielding. Yeah. They just they look like a bad baseball team often. Yeah. Know? Yeah. When they were good, they were really good. But when they were bad, they were really bad. There was like no middle ground for them this year. They were either no, very they, good or very bad. They needed Ron Washington. <laughs> yeah, you brought him up the other day. Uh, to be, he texts me that. So I hope for the best. Obviously, I in my head he's still a new manager, so I'm kind of hoping he maybe can. It's new, okay. You know, <laughs> like he, I'm kind of hoping he still maybe maybe getting rid of the coaches because they got they pretty much clean house with the coaches. Yeah. So maybe that'll change things. So I don't, yeah. I don't know, but yeah, it's a little bit of a sports thing with uh. Oh, <laughs> with that with Pete and me, uh, just to touch on that for really quickly for today, because it literally happened today, this morning, and it was the first thing I got this morning was a text from Pete. <laughs> I literally woke up, I woke up like, okay, didn't need anyone else to tell me that. <laughs> so it was awesome. Uh, on, a more, on a more positive note, local hockey teams have been really uh, playing well. The Islanders and Devils both won today, correct? Well, the Islanders are up four to nothing with eight okay. eight minutes left in the third right. in Chicago. Sorry, Caruso's at Enzetti. Oh, that's the Devils beat them on opening night. That's there fine. you go. So, so, so Devils are two and zero, and so the Isles probably is this their first game? Is this opening night for the Isles? No, no, no. They actually lost their first two games, so this will be their first win if they hang on. They lost their first two games pretty badly too. Uh, but and I mean we didn't have football this week because well I did it. The Jets were off for me. But the Giants played, and they're not a football team either, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> as long as they lose, as long as they lose. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, but that was just a quick recap, guys, of what of the sporting stuff that we often like to talk about. Give you a little bit, of, a little bit more than what we're known for, I guess. That's that could be our one of our taglines. Give you more than what we're known for. <laughs> sure, <laughs> we'll give you that. So, Pete, let's let's we t- we hit on fandom a little bit. Um. Just another really quick recap. You can give yours since we did that live stream. You could just give your really quick recap here. No, I had a lot of fun. Obviously, the Batman and the Flash were the big things. Uh, I enjoyed the panel with Supergirl as they talked about their final season and saying goodbye to each other. Uh, Grant Gustin announced his Flash will have gold boots. That's exciting. Um, You know, we'll get another season of Titans. Uh, We got some Batgirl concept art. A lot of energy coming out of the Blue Beetle movie. Those guys seem really pumped to make that. Really excited. Uh, Milestone with a huge event, and they're going to come up with a gigantic Milestone animated movie focusing on all those characters. That's exciting. Uh, What else is there? Uh, You know, got to see some Black Adam. That was really good. I was pumped for that. Uh, I enjoyed the updates with Iris. I enjoyed the tour of the Ken house. There's not much I didn't enjoy. Uh, You know, uh, Shazam 2. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, you know, which is just funny because I'll, I'll see it next year at Fandom <laughs> as well. <laughs> the three-time champ. Um, so just really pumped for everything. But, you know, the, the Batman is coming here. It's it's on its way. It's five months away, right? Like, you know, it was – I'm pumped hearing Keaton brought tears to my eyes. I, I couldn't be happier. Uh, this was a great fandom, uh, you know. I know some people aren't excited, but uh, you know I got nothing to complain about. I got I got a I got an Xbox Series X. I got a PlayStation Five. I'm sorry I didn't get the new Nintendo, but I got enough. <laughs> I agree with you. Uh, I was very very happy with what we, <clears throat> with what we got. I was happy they didn't shoot for the moon, um, because a lot of times when you do that, you 
with them in the past, they've disappointed us when they've done stuff like that. So I was happy they just kept it contained to what we know yeah. was coming um, and tease things that – or confirm things that we had heard, right? Like you mentioned the uh, the milestone stuff with, with the Static Shock, Shock movie. Well, they confirmed it yeah. here. They yeah, said Michael def- Jordan's involved. Yep. yep. So like things like that were just cool to hear. Uh, it was just a very, very cool event and uh, seamless like this last year, I thought it was a little jumpy at times, but this one was very seamless, much better. I thought they I dug it yeah. on the model. Uh, so I really, really enjoyed it. Yes, there were things I went in wanting, hoping to hear about. Uh, there were things I had You're heard big on that Red Hood show, right? Yes, you there that. Were, that was really well, there were things I I had heard that that was going to happen, and it still might happen. Maybe I just, it will. I just Maybe didn't it will. get an announcement. We just didn't get the announcement, so I don't know about. Um, what's going to go on there, but it was cool to hear that you mentioned Titans getting renewed. Doom Patrol also got an announcement for being renewed. So, Oh, that's great that, too. I love that show. Yeah, That was right. cool as well. And of course, uh, all the Batman stuff. I mean, not just the Batman. We had Keaton. Um, it was very, very cool. The Super Pets thing was cool. I thought I liked that as yeah, well. It was very, very – Batwheels. I actually – yeah. I don't know what I'm more pumped for. <laughs> Batwheels or Super Pets. That right? sounds like fun. They yeah, both so, do sound like fun. Yeah, so I mean it was it was a good event and I understand – I do understand some people having expectations but I think – you know, I think we're learning now to just leave your expectations at the door. I think just go in, clear mind, and just enjoy what we have, because uh, this is the few, from what we saw again from the Black Adam clip, uh, a little bit about Aquaman, all the stuff we saw about the films that are coming that we know are coming was was Ooh. fantastic. Yeah. So, I don't know. To quote the great DMX, "Stop being greedy." <laughs> <laughs> rest in peace rest in peace yep rest in peace for dmx so we just want to give a, a really quick recap i'm going to be um i'm probably going to be ripping the audio from our show and putting that out as well as an extra little pod from what? us uh so you can if you did if you missed the actual uh the live stream but you want to hear what we talked about at least you can do get that we didn't i didn't put any we didn't post any pictures or anything so it was just us talking, so it's just as good if you if we get just the a bunch of floating heads. Yes, uh, it was, but it was just great, and uh, it was kind of like I said, it was kind of like an anniversary for us because that was the first iceberg lounge we did was last year's Fandome. and then you know, so it was cool to record again, different cast of characters, but it was still a lot of fun. It wasn't in October last year, was it? It was. It was in August and then in September they split it up okay. into two two dates. It was supposed to be mm-hmm. back uh, the same weekend, but they split it up mm-hmm. August and September. Okay. So, so yeah. So the the best thing about it is it it's pretty much going to be an annual thing, I'm sure. So I hope so. Right. So let's just keep keep on going. I'd be more disappointed if they didn't do it. I know. I agree with you. But so speak. You brought up Supergirl. So. In our rundown, there's more Super Bowl news. Uh, Super Bowl, listen to me. Super Girl news, sorry. Wow, you got football. Are you a Cowboys fan? You got football in the brain. Uh, let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about I, we're, we're good. I'll talk about uh, – I've talked about that with Bill a couple for, and a couple other people this weekend. So. What, you becoming a Cowboys fan? No, 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 no. Just about them because they won in, in pretty dramatic fashion. and Against New England? Uh, yes. All right, so wait, you're, you say you're down on the Cowboys. No, I didn't say I was down on the Cowboys. I said I thought the game – they should have won the game like an hour before they did. It never should have gone to overtime. Well, it's because Belichick's the GOAT. It had he, nothing to do with Belichick. He makes dramatic losses, bro. 
but it had nothing to do with him this time. He was just they just were sloppy, and I think that's more on the coach than on the players. But that's a different topic for a different time. They, the Jets wanted him. No, no they didn't. They didn't. The Jet fans. The Jet fans. Yes, but Jet fans are stupid. We know this. So, uh, and I could say that because I'm one of them. So, because <laughs> I root for them yearly. <laughs> I'm one of those. So I, I can honestly say yeah. that with a straight face. Uh, but back to Supergirl, which is where I was going before I said Super Bowl. Sorry. Uh, you mentioned they had their panel on Fandom talking about their final season and their favorite moments and all that stuff. Well, Melissa Benoist, to play Supergirl, was on with Jimmy Kimmel, on Jimmy Kimmel Live, and he asked her what you're going to miss. Like, what is something you're going to miss? And she says, the flying. <laughs> now, I would think that would be something you, you know, or wasn't going to miss. She said, the flying. I don't think that's something you would miss. I, well, I mean, I don't know. Like, it, you know, you see the way, like, in the behind the scenes stuff, Ralph and Cavo and everybody, how they're all strapped up to, like, this harness. It that's probably true. doesn't feel good, you know? That's and, a good point. You know, there's always a bunch of people in like green leotards moving you around. So I kind of get it. It's just, it's just funny that Supergirl hates flying. <laughs> well, the funny thing is he asked her about like, has the equipment approved? And she was like, no, it's pretty much the same that Christopher Reeves used. <laughs> so I was like, now oh, you know why Snyder used CGI all the time. Yeah. Right. Like, oh man, I wonder if it's the same heart as from those films. That would be terrible. Uh, well, Cavill like like te- uh, he did a screen test in Christopher Reeve's suit, and that's true. Recently, found out that Pattinson screen tested in Kilmer's suit, so you know they got a bunch of old stuff lying around. Yeah, I mean they definitely have all that stuff. So it's Warner Brothers for crying out loud. I wonder if uh, Mr. Welling, when he did his little flying scene, I wonder what he was strapped into. Yeah. Yeah, he only did that one scene at the end of the yeah the show. I guess yeah, Dean Kane did a lot more flying. Yeah. But we don't like to talk about him. He's kind of crazy. I don't. <laughs> I don't remember. The, I. It's weird. As much as I love Superman, I didn't. I wasn't really a fan of that show when it was on. I mean, I was so young. I was so, that came out like ninety six, dude. I was prime. That was that. That's Dean Kane was my Superman growing up. Yeah. And we all know the infamous stuntman story. Rick Shue wasn't allowed to go see children after the stunt show in his Superman suit because of Dean Kane. You know, it's not a BOF sponsored podcast or, uh, or live stream unless you mention Rick Shue and Superman once. So we got to get that out of the way. So just great segue there. Way to go. Shout out to Ricky Joe. <laughs> segue. You just took the ball and ran with that one. <laughs> I didn't even know you were going with it, but it's fine. It's great. <laughs> Uh, uh, but another thing Kimmel asked her is if she got to keep anything and she says she's not at liberty to say so they better have given her both suits she's worn uh, well she's worn three suits she's got the traditional suit with the skirt she's got her Kryptonian protective suit and she's got her now her suit with the pants she should get one of each at least I agree she should and some farewell donuts. I believe Miss Melissa Benoist is a donut fiend, so she should they she should pay for her Dunkin' Donuts bill for at least like fifteen years. <laughs> at least. Well, as you know, I am not a fan of the show. As everyone who listens to us knows, I'm I'm not a fan of Supergirl, but I know you are, Pete. So love it. I've loved it since it was on CBS. So I am for you. I am sorry to see it go because I am sorry to see it go. It, it you know for a while it was for a good solid five years. It was the only super we had. Yeah. You know, for a long time, and especially on television, and 
it was good to get that Kryptonian DNA back on the small screen. And I was, I'm just very appreciative. Sometimes they did things that I didn't like. I didn't like Jimmy Olsen as the guardian. I thought that was weird. I'm a Mm -hmm. Jim Harper fan, but you know what, what, uh, what doesn't take their liberties nowadays. And just, it always comes back to uh, MCU Spider-Man. So that's, that is what it is, but uh, yeah, I'm going to miss it. It was great. Uh, It was great to see uh, Jimmy Olsen. I forget. I I, I can't remember the guy's actual name, but uh, he came back. He said, told everyone. God Brooks, right? Yes, he is. He's he's kind of missed right. everyone since he hasn't been a series regular for a season, and it's it's kind of hard. it's been a little hard for him. And he's like, you guys are going to feel that really soon too. But you know, everything and everybody you know that over the last six years, you know, you're not going to see on a daily basis, and it's kind of like a bittersweet goodbye. You know, like just you know, yeah. on to bigger and better things. Obviously, you know, uh, Mr. Brooks is he's Jax now, and Mortal yeah. Kombat's ahead, so I'm sure he'll be in the <laughs> sequel. Uh, so I'm sure he's doing a bunch of other projects as well as everybody else, and. You know, uh, David Harwood is now directing his first uh, feature film, uh, The Martian Manhunter. And uh, well, actually, it's funny when going back to fandom, he <laughs> I love how he said that he wasn't cast as Martian Manhunter and it just evolved into the show. And I'm like, that doesn't happen with anybody. <laughs> it's always some weird retcon <laughs> that never makes sense. But yeah, that seems you know, to be a thing for it seems to That's be a it. thing for them. Yeah, it's kind of funny, so. actually. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but no, um, and if not for that show, we may never, maybe we never get um Tyler Hawkland, and maybe we never get Superman and Lois. So. Probably not. I mean, that was kind of yeah. the introduction. That was the way they were, you know, they were able to kind of backdoor it and yeah. get a Superman on TV, and you know, uh, Mister Hawkland eventually evolved into what we now consider uh, one of the finer uh, superheroes television shows on television. Yes, so. If anything, from my point of view, thank you for that, Supergirl. I will definitely say that. So sounds like you got some catching up to do, my friend. No, I'm good. I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> moving right along to man. another to another CW show, uh, one that I do enjoy, but I haven't really watched this year, so I Batwoman. apologize for that. But no, it is not Batwoman. Of course, I am talking about Star Girl, which might be the best CW show right now uh, that's out there. So. Joel McHale, as we know, was uh, played her, well, who she thought was her father, <laughs> right? Um, and he's come Co- back this year. I don't know what's going on, so you might have to fill it everyone here. But well, um, I'm not going to fill them in. They've got to watch the show. That's, that's spoilerific. Come that's on, Bill. That's a good point. I apologize. You don't but, do that. You- but he's a, he's going to be a, se- a series regular in season three. Yeah. So well, the, the JSA has had a way more prominent role this okay. season than last. We've seen a lot more Starman, a lot more of our man of the originals, uh, our man, uh, the Flash. Uh, we've gotten some Green Lantern teases. Got a whole lot of um, Wildcat, and it's you know it's been great, and it's you know Eclipso has been a very very interesting villain. Um, and I'm excited to see where it goes forward. I'm about one episode behind. Uh, so, you know, uh, last episode, it was cool seeing the whole JSA together and Starman was obviously there and they're facing some big, uh, some big decisions. So, uh, it's good. I enjoy Starman. So can I, can I ask a question and you could tell me, you could just say, you can't tell me if it's spoilerish or not. The staff, the staff who has the staff. Stargirl. Okay. Just want to ask. That's all. Yeah. All right. 
because he had it first. So just right. Well, like that, like <laughs> his sidekick Stripesy is her stepdad. That's you know, right. obviously you know. That. Yes, I know that. So that's how she gets the staff. Right. But I was just asking if in this season, since he's been back, I know. Uh, but but they've shown him back in like flashbacks. Okay. So right. he had it's you know appro- staff appropriate. Okay. <laughs> like, All right. If flashback, he has it. Commander Day, she has it. I don't know if anything's changed in the one episode I haven't seen yet. But uh, <laughs> you know, hey Leia. Yeah, that guy's. If you hear snoring, that's my dog. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> nothing I do about it. She won't leave my side. So, <laughs> oh wow, she's real loud. Anyway, uh, moving right along. Uh, in more DC news, I will stick with the DCs, and it's another female, of course, as we know. Leslie Grace will be playing Batgirl. Uh, I, really, I don't think Nico's excited enough. <laughs> and we have another casting announcement. That Jacob Scipio, I think that's how you say his name, um, sure. who was in Bad Boys for Life, will be joining the cast of Batgirl. Uh, there's not really much said more than that, that he's he's from Bad Boys for Life and it has the same directors um, mm-hmm. with um, Adil El Arbi and Bilal Falah. So there's a connection there. So we don't really know who's, who he's playing, but... It's good to see another cast member put put out there. So, Pete, if you had to guess. I don't have a guess because I have no. no idea, but I got a total fanboy theory. <laughs> okay. Uh, if it were me and if I were writing the script, which thankfully I'm not, which means it'll be a success, <laughs> I would write him as uh, James Gordon Jr. And I'd have him go on a killing spree and I'd have Barbara try to track down her brother with her father and make for an interesting dynamic. Jim, no, Jim eventually by half the movie figures out Babs is bar, Batgirl, but he keeps his mouth shut and just let her do her business right. because he believes in a strong, independent daughter. And Barbara's trying to hide it from her father the whole time. And that, that's what I would do. I would, make, I would kind of make it like some kind of crazy family angle. This way I get a lot okay. more J.K. Simmons than I, want, I think is actually going to be in the movie. <laughs> yeah, that, that's one, one angle to put out there for him. But uh, I have no idea. I have no idea. And actually, they just recently did that in the comics run. That's how they ended the last couple issues of Batgirl. Uh, you know, just Jim Gordon Jr. and Biabs and 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 their father. So I, I, it's it's fresh in my memory, and I enjoyed it a lot. So that's why I bring it up. Do you think he could basically maybe be playing Tim Drake? Why would he play Tim Drake? No. I would maybe Dick Grayson. That's more of a Babs love interest. I don't think it would be Drake. I think it'd be Grayson. If he was cast as a guy, if he's cast as a, as a love interest for Barbara Gordon, it's, it's Grayson. Grayson's the guy. Yeah. Well, I was thinking in, I was, I was thinking. Rob Myers is rolling over in his grave right now. You just got Robin's confused. <laughs> I just killed Rob. He's not in his grave. He's probably in his well, toy room. It's Halloween. <laughs> well, no, I'm, in the Arkham games though, isn't that Drake who they put with her? I think it is. I think it is in the Arkham. I don't games. remember. Were they da- they were dating in the Arkham games? I think so. I think they had. That oh, man, I, I could be wrong. Us. I could be wrong. So, but I, I know traditionally, yes, it would be Dick Grayson. But I, I don't think they would put him in this kind of a. Film. I'm going to the group chat right now. So, <laughs> and we're gonna get the answer. Yeah, you could ask. You could ask in the group. They would probably know. And it's weird I bring that up on the what tenth anniversary of of that game. Uh, that was like yesterday, right? Yeah, I think it was yesterday. Yeah. It's the 10th anniversary of um, Arkham City. I just text the group. Let's see how fast. (laughs) I'm probably wrong. You're probably right. That's how it usually works. I don't remember. I don't even remember. That's how it usually works out. Drake Drake was the Robin in that game. Yes. Yes, he was. 
Bruce Tim had Babs. Yes, <laughs> I know traditionally. I know traditionally. Yes, that's been the case, but it, it was just in the back of my mind because of the Arkham game. So that's why I, I brought that up. All right. Uh, we'll but see. again, I could be wrong. I totally we'll could be wrong. I, I have I, no idea. Now I want to know who's dating who in Gotham Knights. <laughs> and like she was, they were. That was DLC content too. So I don't know. Uh, if I remember correctly, it was downloadable content. So I have to Learn. I think her mission was anyway. So uh again, I'm forgetting, but yeah. I enjoyed that mission. Well, I enjoyed that. I enjoy a lot of people don't like the last one. I do. Arkham Knight. I like Arkham Knight. So I there isn't an Arkham game they made. <laughs> there isn't a Batman game made since like that one for GameCube. Oh man, like it's the horrible one. I forgot it's called like Dark Shadows or something. I don't know. Uh-huh. It's <laughs> that's like the worst. Apparently, it's like once you can figure out the controls, it's not a hard. It's not a bad game. But uh, that's that's probably the last bad Batman game I played. Yeah, I've loved all those games. I don't understand people who have issues with. I I know the Batmobile could be a little tough. No, uh, it's, it's a blast. You can I mean, it's fun. Like, yeah, but and you get to pick certain ones. I oh, know. it's great. That's true. Yeah, I had so much fun with the skins in that game. Uh, changing all the skins from all the different Batman. They had they had Keaton. They had all the. It different It might be ones. dark tomorrow. So. Yeah. All right, we'll get we'll get the people definitely tell us what they said because I I'm probably wrong, but <laughs> yes, it is dark tomorrow. Uh, I don't know. Haas hasn't answered yet. Okay, so so he's probably too busy making like some kind of like pumpkin flavored rice krispie treat with like soy milk and marshmallow substitute <laughs> and flaxseed. Definitely have the flaxseed. Yeah, flaxseed. Gotta get that flaxseed oil. <laughs> That's what Barry Bonds used in 2001. He just he's injecting himself with flaxseed oil. Funny. So Hans Zimmer uh, made a little bit of news this week talking about uh, scores. There, were t- there was an article in I- on IGN. Uh, it was actually today, so it's a it's a relevant article um, that Hans Zimmer was asked about his favorite Batman score, and he said that it was Elliot Goldenthal's work on Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Um, I would I think most people would assume Elfman. <laughs> Right, I'm going to say that this is because Danny Elfman, while he was doing the score for Justice League, said Batman's only had one theme. So I think, Hans, I think this is Hans's, Hans has been waiting to take the shot for a while, and uh, he came out blazing. And look, hey, I, I love Goldenthal's score. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. I think it's fantastic. Um, I, I don't – like when was the last – bad batman score i mean between elfman shirley walker uh golden Thaw, zimmer, zimmer james, yeah. james howard newton whatever his name yep. is and now the great michael giacon like i right. like bring it on musically it's a wonderful uh you know and throw in some junkie excel there as well uh sure like okay yeah <laughs> but i i think hans is saving this in the back pocket for a while <laughs> i feel like all of them all the scores have done the films their injustice like i feel, I feel like they fit uh, perfectly i um, remember so. reading while zimmer was doing bbs saying he had a hard time doing it because he felt like he was cheating on bells batman's all like that like it was weird to do a different score for the same character even though it's a different movie he said it, it kind of took him a while to adjust you know because like you know he's like oh i did my batman theme now i have to do a new batman theme for a new character it's you know so I, it was kind of uh, an adjustment period but yeah you know. It's cool, I'd love though. to get them all together and talk about it, though. It'd be great. That would be cool. Um, you know, that would be very, very cool if if we could ever get one of these guys on to talk about yeah to talk about the uh, the scores. That'd be awesome. 
Um, but he had a lot of nice things to say about uh, Goldenthal in the article. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, guys, you want to check that out? It's on IGN. Just look up for Hans Zimmer checking out the um, talking. It's about on our scores. Facebook page. Check it yes, out. Yes, it's on scroll. our Facebook page. So, it he this one of the quotes that was cool. He said, "It's nice when you can actually say somebody did something that you're you are immediately incredibly familiar with, and they've just done it so much better than you could ever do it, and you just can be inspired and rejoiced." Which is when you think about the person saying this, that's pretty. That's a pretty damn good compliment. I'll uh, say this: that uh, Mr. Goldenthal's score does inspire me. Like I get pumped up when I hear it. Yeah, it's I like I said, all of the scores from those films fit the movies your, that they're in. So, what's your favorite? We from, just we know Hans's favorite. What's your favorite Batman score from from all the films, or just? Yeah, from the live action films. What's your favorite Batman score? I know it's cliche, but it's probably Elfman. Yeah, I'd have to say. I, I, I agree with you. It is. You know? it, it, my, it is the it is the Batman theme. It's, yeah. it's you know it's it's great. And to hear Elfman's notes in that Flash trailer that we just heard, you know, like that that resonated and yes, you know, brought back a lot of great memories. And I'll always love uh, Descent into Mystery. You know, that'll always be like my favorite thing all time musically. That, yeah. Well, yeah. like for me, it would be the Star Wars stuff, but. Obviously, the Batman stuff is is also great. Yeah, yeah it's, um, it's all good. But that theme, the, the the Batman theme, obviously the famous one that everyone knows, the Elfman theme. Um, but every time I get into the car, if if I drive fast, I'm like humming it in my head. <laughs> if I put any, if I put like Descent into Mystery on, <laughs> or if I put in uh, whatever the Batfleck theme is for when he's uh, driving around the the shipyard, like. I definitely drive faster. It's like certain, I definitely like, have noticed it. Yeah, like you, it, it, I just connect to the movie and then it takes me there and I just – I'm like, oh, damn, I'm driving. I'm not driving a Batmobile. I'm just driving a normal car. <laughs> I need to slow yeah. down. There's rules. Uh, but yeah. So my, car's, my car's a little red Chevy Cobalt, so I call it the Redbird. It looks like a Redbird. Oh, the Redbird, yeah. You know, I know in Batman and Robin, uh, Grayson had a motorcycle, but traditionally the Redbird is an actual red car. So uh, – that's cool. Well, an interesting version of a red car. I'd say a Wayne Tech version of a, a red car. <laughs> I like that. I think that's cool. I like that idea. So, so from we're talking about Zimmer, let's talk about the guy who directed the Batman film that Zimmer scores for. We are Segway Fest today. Yes. Segways are just built into this show. Of course, I'm talking about Christopher Nolan. And Nolan is one of those directors who cast actors that he's comfortable with, right? If you mm-hmm. think about Bale, you think about um, Tom Hardy, uh, who else am I missing? Mary Cotard. Yes, Michael yeah. Caine. Like all of these actors he works with, he usually picks familiar faces that he's used to. And he picked another one for a movie coming out. His next movie that's coming out in 2023 called Oppenheimer, he cast Cillian Murphy. Now, Cillian Murphy was also uh, not only a scarecrow, but he was also an Inception uh, he's mm-hmm. been in other films uh, of of Nolan, and I think that you see that a lot with directors who are very, very good or what are at the top of their game. Scorsese does it a lot, obviously, um, with DiCaprio and um, Tim Burton does it with Johnny Depp. Yeah, like you have these guys who these uh, these great directors who are just comfortable directing certain people and they make everyone's got their guys yeah (laughs) i got a guy yeah pretty much so that was a pretty cool piece of news because i didn't uh, i didn't even know he honestly was working on another film i had no idea yeah Um, it's a parent another uh, paramount is a paramount movie right is that what it is well that's where he went to right so it's universal universal 
Okay, Universal. It's Universal okay, Theater so. Pictures. Cool. I mean, it, it just it's like, oh, this sounds interesting. This is whole Oppenheimer nuclear, all this other stuff. Like, oh wow. Right. Okay. Like, and I'm sure it'll be extra heavy and dramatic the way Nolan loves it, and right. uh, <laughs> it'll be a lot of pressing themes and a lot of guilt. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll, uh, you know, we'll see what it is, and uh, I'm excited. You know, I, I get excited every time Nolan makes a film, and uh, you know, I just, I just like that. I feel like this movie is not going to be one where he's trying to outsmart everyone because it's it's about to sees it and the first thing out of his mouth is he tried to outsmart us again i know it's like dunkirk tenet and interstellar oh, all over again yo no tenet man i still haven't watched the second time because i need to because i still don't know if i truth be told i haven't watched tenet yet i gotta get i gotta catch Dude. up on tenet I mean, that's... And everyone's like, you can watch it backwards. And other people's like, I don't know what I've seen. And I'm just like, Nolan. It is the most Nolan movie yet. Oh, Nolan be Nolan, baby. Yes, it's very, I very... I Nolan gets inspired by the Batman and how realistic it is and comes back for something else. Like, <laughs> like I want Nolan's super realistic take on, like, I don't know, maybe, Captain Adam. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he'll do Nightwing. No, <laughs> no, nothing Batman related. He 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 he, sh- sh- he shot his load on Batman. So give me something else. Come on, give me something. Well, well, the bond seat is open. Oh baby, it's been rumored Nolan in the and past. Cavill for Bond. Let's get it going, baby. Nolan and Cavill. It's been rumored in the past. It's been rumored to happen. I'll take it. I'll take uh, it. Let's go. So. I wonder if he would get in with a franchise again, though. I don't know. Hmm. hmm. He, we'll who see. knows? Maybe he's got one. Maybe he's just got one Bond story to tell. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Nolan. Well, I'm inter- I'm really interested in this movie now that I know what it's about and that it's coming yeah. out. It's about the Manhattan Project, and I mean. It's and just, then we're obviously it's a no to Watchmen, so we're going to get Doctor Manhattan. So connect to <laughs> Zack Snyder, so that the whole other fan base, everyone's excited. Hashtags and, everywhere, and because Nolan and Snyder worked on Man of Steel, we're going to get Cavill back as it. Superman. It, it's, it's all just like when the director of Batgirl took that picture, put it on Instagram of him looking at the cowl that confirmed Batfleck in the movie. It's just like that. Connect the dots, everybody. We just got fandom. We're getting more. Seriously, it's all there in front of you guys. You just need to peel the uh, peel the layers of the onion. It's, it's all That's there. Like, Everything DC there. are like ogres. Ogres are like onions. They have layers. How can you guys not see this? This is the plan. Oh boy, oh boy. We're gonna get a lot of comments on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on. Took, you just took shots like eighteen different. I was like, oh. yeah. Like Tommy Gun. Yeah, we 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 rolled through a bunch of things right there. Definitely <laughs> did. We definitely we did like a drive by <laughs> right there. A bunch of different topics. <laughs> oh God! All right, uh, moving right along. We're gonna switch gears now. We're gonna switch from DC and and a DC director. We're gonna switch it now to a little bit of Marvel stuff. Uh, first, of course, talking about the announcement that there is going to be a spinoff of Catherine. Han's character from WandaVision um, at Disney Plus. She, of course, you know she she um, famously played Agatha Harkness, and she was great uh, in that in her part. Uh, so I something I totally did not see coming. I have to say in the show, uh, there was a lot of that in uh, WandaVision, but um, yeah, Catherine Han is going to be getting her own spinoff show. I don't know how they're going to do it. 
Um, it might be a preview where they show her more of her dealing when she was with a witch, with the Salem witch trials and things like that. Um, I don't know. I want a modern day spinoff, and I want her punishment to take care is to take care of Frank, Franklin Richards. Like that's what I want. I want and like I want the MCU to just go so comic booky. Let's just do it. <laughs> Set this up. Like I don't care if it happens before or after Fantastic Four at this point. Just give it to me. That's what I want. I want <laughs> I want Agatha to be Franklin Richards' nanny, and that's all I care about. But no, she that's was great, great in Wandavision because that's what she was. Yeah. So <laughs> she's great in Wandavision. She stole the show. I, I was rooting for her in the end. I. I'm, I'm pissed off that Wanda got away scot-free and Agatha got in trouble because I, I, I was all about Agatha. And, I, dude, you have no idea how often I want to call her, like, Aunt Agatha or Aunt Agatha from uh, Bewitched. Like, I don't know what's right or wrong anymore. I just I, – I get the two witches confused. Right. But, um, no, she was great. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it, and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, man. I'm a huge fan of hers. Uh, she's great in everything. So I'm glad that they're doing this. They're giving her a, um, a spinoff of this show because, like, you're right. She was one of the best parts of the show, if not the best part of the show. And, Which and was it, tough because it was yeah, so good. Exactly. The show was great. So uh, – and yeah, I'm all for like more of that stuff like you said. Bring on that stuff. Loki did it. Did it very strong. Um, I know you haven't watched it yet, but when you do, you'll see what I'm talking about. So yeah, man. Bring us bring more of that comic booky stuff in. Uh, it's fun. Mm-hmm. And and you can definitely do it on these, these series where you have much more time to build out a character in a show and – uh, you know, give um give a long form story in a series that that you can't really do on film. So, I'm down. Let's do it. Let's go. Investors call. Feige, give it to me, baby. Let's go. <laughs> okay, uh, and we'll go from Agatha to Ant Man Wasp situation going down. Oh, <laughs> it's going downtown. Woogie boogie woogie. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>, so. <clears throat> Evangeline Lilly is doing this movie. I think it's a movie or a show. Yes, it's a movie called South of Heaven. Um, and it's being directed by Jason Sudeikis. And she was, they talked, they were talking about it in THR and they, he asked her specifically about uh, the Ant-Man, the new script for Ant-Man 3, where mm-hmm. she had like this kind of eureka moment. Um, but she talks about hope and playing hope, and, and this is what she says. Hope is an odd enigma for me, but the truth is that I find it harder to know and understand hope than any other character I've ever played before. And I will say that after I read the script of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, I did have a kind of eureka moment. I said to Peyton, oh my God, I think I finally get her. <laughs> so I'm hoping that when we come to Rapid, when I see the movie, I'm going to know the difference. Which is kind of crazy since she's now played her in three films yeah three films and she's basically been the best thing about all three she has like her wasp or her wasp is absolutely like she i like her more than ant-man like i think hope is just way more interesting than scott lang in general like ant-man one's really one of my favorite mc movies and i really enjoyed ant-man and the wasp and you know i thought uh evangeline lily stole the show in the second one i thought you know in the first one she's basically a co-lead and she's just fantastic and i just she kicks ass and everything and i just you can't. I, I'm, I'm so surprised that it took her this long to get this character because I'm like, you've been fooling me on screen for how long? I know she's been absolutely amazing. So I was like, what? I was like, okay. And I know, you she, know eventually she's pretty out there. So I know, like she goes on to say she's a good bluffer because everyone says how good she's been, and um, yeah, it's you know, amazing. Yeah, it's been crazy. Uh, she must be good at poker. <laughs> there's also a little um, 
think she in here she says that they're a little bit like I said a little over halfway through filming so that's pretty cool to know that uh the movie is is being shot it's it's halfway done well they um, are, they have more time now too <laughs> yeah we're gonna get to that in a little while but uh yeah i mean it was really crazy to read that when i did so uh, but she's been – I just think about her career when she started in Lost and she's been – she was in The Hobbit and mm-hmm. she's been in so many cool things. Yeah. She kicks uh, ass, man. Yeah. I definitely want to see this movie coming out. So Yeah. I'm pumped. Like I said earlier, the, the Ant-Man movies are some of my favorite MCU films. They just so, are. Like I think Ant-Man 1 is so underrated and I think you know Ant-Man 2 gets a lot of heat. But uh, you know – I dig it. I love yeah, it. I, I like the first one better than the second one. I like them both. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the second one's a good movie. I enjoy it. You know, I mean, I think it's better than Captain Marvel. We're not going there. I don't talk I about just it. did. I don't talk about that movie anymore. So, Oh, geez. I talk about Gotham. You can talk about Captain Marvel. <laughs> but you don't like Gotham. I like Captain Marvel. <laughs> You're right. I don't like Gotham, but I'll still talk about it. So, I don't know. But yeah, so guys, check look for that um, coming out again. It's she's being. Um, it's a movie called um, South of Heaven and the Odd Enigma, and it's being. It was written by Jason Stakis. He's in it with her. So guys, check that out. If you want to read the article, it's on THR. Uh, go check it out over there. And as Pete always says, you can find it all on our pages wherever yep. you, we are. So you can always check us out over there. Uh, so Pete did bring something up very um, a little while ago about delays. And we just got word yesterday that Disney is delaying Doctor Strange 2, Thor 4, Black Panther, and Indiana Jones 5. Um, so this is they moved Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness from March 25th to May 6th. Thor Love and Thunder from May 6th to July 8th. Black Panther Wakanda Forever from July 8th to November 11th. Um, and with the Black Panther sequel jumping to November, the Marvels has been postponed till early 2023 and Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania was bumped from February to July 28th, 2023. Uh, so as soon as we heard the first one that they mentioned, they're not stupid. What we heard about this was Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and immediately everyone assumed it was because of the Batman. No, it is because of the Batman. He's back. He's wearing black. He's bad. He's mad. He's driving that train right through the MCU, and he's separating everything, and he cannot be stopped. Just like in the trailer, bullets can't stop him, and neither can Kevin Feige. The Batman is coming, and it just pushed Disney back they're scared they're running they're hiding we're back baby we're on top okay pete just became hulk hogan apparently and did his oh, yeah, brother. my sure open and i'm telling you brother that the batman is coming and there's no comic book movie on the planet brother that's gonna stop him from kicking ass and taking names at the box office you kind of sounded like macho man there too a little bit Snap into a Batman. Oh yeah, kind of like mix both of them, but that was very well done. Um, I don't think it had anything to do with the Batman. Um, I just think that they want to space things out a little more. Uh, but you know what? It did bring up a pretty cool conversation point uh, yesterday for me with some people about uh, the the reshuffling and uh, what it means. I mean, let's be honest, the Marvel could pretty much put out nothing <laughs> and it would make money um they, they can survive on disney plus so, alone at this point yeah they're just 
I I don't think they're threatened out for like a year. <laughs> I know. I don't think they're threatened by anyone. Um, I mean, we're getting early reviews now from the Eternals, and they've been it's been pretty strong from what I've read from them so mm-hmm. far. So. <clears throat> The cool, the funny thing, the one that was kind of, I raised my eyebrow a little bit was the Indiana Jones because I'm like, Harrison Ford is going to be 80 years old. <laughs> so like, what are we doing here? How far could you really push this back before it becomes really ridiculous? That it's already ridiculous. He, he, you know, how Indiana Jones goes go up against aliens? I think. I, I think. Oh, yeah. I think we're we're past that. Um, but I, uh, I kind of you know, don't remember that movie. I just. Block I don't it mind out. it. I don't <laughs> hate it. It's not the best. I'd rather. There's some good stuff like him hanging out in the refrigerator is great. Just pure Indiana Jones fun. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, like I, like I'm sure there's some actual strategic reason for something uh, about this. I'm sure that I don't know whether it's just to give the. You know the uh, the creatives more time to fulfill their vision or what? Well, they're saying it's because he got his shoulder. Um, oh, just all the films in general. Like I'm sure there's a reason for each and every one. Oh, and whatever it is, okay, they're still coming out. You know, and sure, like that, that's what makes the MCU great. They announce something, it happens, and, and you know that, that's it. So. Yeah. So it was it was a cool. It was kind of a weird. Um, I remember asking everyone, okay, what's Marvel gonna do? Because of Fando being this weekend, I'm like, what are they going to, how are they going to counter? And I thought it would be something positive, not something like this. But they- like he's like, I've got a new approach, <laughs> negativity, throw it out there. Let's see how the fan base responds. And then uh, we'll make an even 450 mil. <laughs> like, yeah, it was kind of a weird, I'm like, oh, okay, well, they, they got themselves in the news. Uh, but yeah, so guys, obviously there's, it's still coming. If you want to see, there are a bunch of other ones. Um, there's even some that are untitled that they 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 remove from the schedule, but they're not really. <laughs> I love that untitled co- upcoming Marvel movie. Like, okay, yeah, thanks. like uh, I don't know, like what it is, whatever. But <laughs> it's like it's like when you get the white airhead, you're like mystery flavor. What is it? Yeah. You know, now I'm wondering. I mean, I didn't think this, but I'm sure there are fans that are like, okay, what did they take off the slate? Like, what's not coming out? I don't know. Um, none of that is in here, but. Uh, X Men, that's it. They took X Men off the slate. Well, that was. What's the plan, Feige? <laughs> well, they didn't tease X Men, but they did tease Fantastic Four at they, the Investors Well, X Men is the untitled Marvel movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, well, I can't wait for that announcement. That's the one announcement I'm really looking forward to from them um, when they when they finally start doing X Men movies. So. Uh, but that, that needs a little bit of a break. We just finished like um, Dark Phoenix was what a, two years ago now, obviously before the pandemic. So um, it was. I mean, I feel like when I watched it, wasn't horrible. I don't think it was as bad as people say. There's some of it is yeah, some of it is very very bad. But I didn't think it was as bad as people are leading you to believe. So it is the train it is. scene. Everyone always goes back to the train. scene. I love the train scene. The action just, in that is is some of the best I, I, we've I, seen in the whole thing. I don't. Hey, look, you know, I appreciate the X Men's Fox X Men movies. Some of them hit, some of them missed. I'm, yep. um, you know, they they just plowed through and they did what they had to, and that's fine. And you know, we'll see yes. what happens. All right, so guys, so don't worry. The movies are still coming. If, if as if you thought they wouldn't, but they've just been moved back a little bit, and we should be used to that coming out of the pandemic. If you want to see the full rundown, guys, check out Variety. Uh, We're and- coming out of the pandemic. <laughs> well, the cases are dropping now, so. Okay. All That's right. a good sign. I don't know how else I'm supposed to look at that, but it's a good sign. I don't either. So. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like this thing's never ending. Uh, don't say that. Don't say that. I don't want to hear that. I've got to think positive, Pete. 
I just did. I just told you how great the Batman trailer was. It scared Marvel away. <laughs> okay, moving right along to something near and dear to my heart uh, from my childhood. Of course, we got the Masters of the Universe Revelation Part 1. Um, when did we get it? God, what was it? August? July? Whatever. Summer? Yeah, it was over the summer. Um, well, Part 2 will be coming <gasps> up. Astros on- just tied it to okay. two. All right. Well, could you say that when I'm not speaking? Anyway. Sorry. Just excited. <laughs> you think he was a fan of the Astros? He doesn't even like them. <laughs> it's like, who do you root for? Here? I know. It's a tough one. It's a very tough, tough series to be It's a, like they're both the devil. To be a Yankee fan. I know. So bad. But anyway, as I was saying, uh, Master of the Universe Revelation Part 2, the all new episodes will be released on November 23rd, which is right in time for the Thanksgiving weekend, which is very smart on their part. Give them give them props for making that decision. Um, I, the first part was very controversial, and I just read the, here in the article, which I should have seen, it was released on July 23rd. So if you haven't seen it yet, guys, go see Part 1 if you're interested. I, I know there has been rumors that there's a podcast called From Here to Returnia coming out. <laughs> Around this, who's, who's hosting on this show that um, someone you guys know very well might be hosting that show? Ryan uh, Powers, <laughs> shout out to Ryan Powers, awesome, awesome. But uh, there might be someone else you know very well uh, that's hosting that show, and it's Dante Culpepper. <laughs> I promise you guys, it's coming. Uh, we couldn't decide how to do. Um, how to do it if we were going to do okay after the first one we do a show and then wait or we do everything at once obviously we decided we're going to do everything at once we might do a couple lead-in shows as well uh to discuss part one and then wait for part two and uh, come out or the second half of the season when do you talk about the Dolph movie so oh we talked well we talked about that didn't we pete didn't you and i talk about that a little bit i I don't know i talk more about masters of the universe because you than i have in the last like 35 years of my life (laughs) so i don't i think we spoke about a little bit on the show um if you guys want to talk about that show uh hit me up uh, that movie sorry hit me up uh i will definitely talk about it i I mixed on it because when i was a kid you couldn't tell me nothing about it like i would have fought you that it was the greatest movie ever time has changed my feelings uh, but it's still something that ties me to my childhood and it's something that um, very nostalgic for me. But uh, yeah, so we have a date, the second half of the season, November 23rd. Pete, did you watch the first half yet? No, I haven't. I, dude, it's – let me tell you something being a fanboy these days. Hard. There's just too much stuff to keep up with. I know. So it's like when you hear people complain about things, you're like, what are you complaining about? I haven't even caught up on Why the Last Man and the show got canceled <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, seriously. Yeah. So uh, I, I have to – I've got to catch up on it because I want to listen to the show and I want to hear what you guys have to say. But um, no, I haven't. But you know, I'm definitely interested. Uh, and, and one thing I love when it's outside of my realm is angry fanboys. So like when I hear that, like this new movie is like this is woke and this is ridiculous and outrage, I'm like, oh, I'm so here. <laughs> like I kill it. Like when Star Wars fans fight, I'm like the Michael Jackson gif. I'm just eating popcorn. I'm like, yo. I was like, I like Last Jedi. I like the movie before that, and I love Rogue One. I was just like, I got butter and popcorn by the handfuls. <laughs> just eating it watching all these people argue and i'm like this is great <laughs> seriously star wars that star wars fandom is the 
best and the worst at the same time. It is totally just crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. And this is before social media. Like, I remember before we had these platforms, this stuff being so controversial. And and at the time I was younger so I got involved. Looking back now, how did you get how did you get the outrage and stuff? Like back in the day, like you're old school fanboy. So like yes. there's no Twitter and so like what do you are you reading like Starlog and like letters to the editor? Like how are you getting the news <laughs> that these just the neckbeards are miserable in their basements? Well, ma- mostly I mean most of it is magazines that you get the information from. Right? So it was like Entertainment Weekly, uh, you know, there's var- there's there's a Star Wars magazine and you had mm-hmm. all this information, um, but it was by the at that point it was then just word of mouth. So like you would if you are a Star Wars fan, obviously you know other Star Wars fans, and then they would talk, and then they would have their segment of Star Wars fans, and then they would talk, and then all the information just kind of gets funneled back, and you get caught up in this like web of just anger about stuff that's mm-hmm. really not that important because your star wars fandom even predates the internet like, yeah it's like you yeah. go way back yeah hey, I... man, look at my life <laughs> the movie came out six months after i was born so it's literally been a part of my life forever and Ooh. uh i as of course when you're real little like you don't get involved in that stuff but when you start to get aware in your teens and you realize that hey not everyone just loves this stuff there there's other toxic crap that surrounds <laughs> that you really don't want to be a part of oh man i'll never i'll never forget when i found out there were people who hated like the nolan movies because of realism and I, it was just i was like what i was like you don't like them, but they're good. Like, what's what do you like? Realism and Nolan, and it was like a whole thing. And I was like, I was like, what is going on with you people? Yeah, people. I mean, obviously, like what you like, people, and don't like what you don't like. I'm not going to tell you how to how to fan. Like, you be a fan. How you want to like fan? The Red Sox. I'm sorry, I don't <laughs> like them at all. I don't I'm either. It's miserable. I am as well. I do not like them. I hate that they're playing. I can't even watch baseball with them in it right now because it just irks me and I don't even care. I like self-torture. Screw me. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, that stuff was crazy to me when the, the, all that stuff came out about the, yeah. the Nolan films. So as we know, fandom is just nuts. And it, I don't know how we got here to this point. I totally forgot what led us down this road. This but, is um, why everyone calls us ridiculous. And I know. Like, this is why we're all stereotyped as like basement dwelling bottom feeders. This is why everyone loves us though, Pete, me and you. And then love well, they love, they love our passion. They love our show. That's what And the fact that I can spray my balls throughout <laughs> the show and you have no idea. Oh, yes. Once again, folks. Yes. Don't forget 20% off manscaped.com promo code Gotham free shipping and you could you know spray your balls in front of people and they won't even know about it <laughs> as Pete was so uh, politely and weirdly saying uh, get 20% off and free shipping with the code Gotham at manscaped.com yes that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code Gotham it will unlock your confidence and always they always have the right tools for the job so guys definitely again 20% off Keep, treat your balls the way you'd want them to be treated. So there we go. Treat your balls like your comic books with respect. Yes. Speaking of respect, I'm only totally kidding. This is not a segue. Um, <laughs> we're getting more Chucky, Pete. We are getting more. Apparently, we cannot get enough Chucky. Well, uh, how fitting considering it's October and it's basically Fright Fest, you know? Yes. Like, scarathon, everybody. 
Yes. Halloween's more than Michael Myers. Other people kill people too. Yes. And Chucky <laughs> Chucky is actually a play on the My Buddy toy. <laughs> I have I have a My Buddy. He's in my yes. basement. Yes. Chucky was actually a play on that toy. Uh, so I think I just think that's a funny little tidbit that that that's where it came from. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, they're going to be there's well actually it started already on October twelfth. Yep, yep. They're about an episode in. Yeah, the Child's Play franchise is getting rebooted on the Sci-Fi and USA. No, Network. it's not a reboot. Oh, it's a sequel. Okay. I just don't know what it's a sequel to. It's a sequel to the the way they say it is. It's a sequel to uh the original the, the original Chucky movie. So I'm wondering like Child's Play. So I'm assuming this takes place some time after child's play 2 i don't know because doesn't child's when uh, he gets all disfigured in child's play 2 doesn't he i forget which actually movie he gets shot in the blender or whatever it is i think maybe when andy's in army camp i think you're right yeah so uh, i'm not sure because you know he looks like a, a you know an, an undamaged good guy doll but uh it's apparently i so I, i'm maybe they do the halloween route and they just sequel it to the first movie i don't know but that's what it is it's what channel is it streaming on sci-fi and um usa network okay so it's over there check that out and uh which is interesting because they just actually rebooted chucky last time with a movie and he was voiced by mark hamill reno hates it i still haven't seen it yet but reno like most things despises it (laughs) (laughs) well because it's not directed by denny so understood it's understood understood (laughs) mr zodiac doesn't like it but you know I will give him the better. It's probably not great, you know, so, but I have to check out this Mark Hamill, Chucky movie. Yeah. Um, but I'm interested to see where the series goes. I, I think Chucky's such an interesting thing. You know, it, it takes slashers into a real more kind of goose, ghostly ghoul level, you know, and I, I like, I like ghost stories and I kind of feel like Chucky's kind of a, a combination of that and witchcraft and all that stuff. So it's just interesting to me. Well, in horror, children are always creepy in horror movies. And now you have a doll. So you have a children's toy that is creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, it's just another level. Why and- I love Annabelle. Oh, yeah. Can we have a Chucky versus Annabelle movie? Oh, like, God. you know how ridiculous that would be? <laughs> Only if Jennifer Tilly's in this one, too. She needs to be I in don't, it. I actually don't like Jennifer Tilly. I don't like those movies, Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, stuff like that. I don't care. She needs to be in it. Uh, it's funny because Annabelle really doesn't move and Chucky is basically like a, a, a toddler. I know. <laughs> you know. I would love it. I would love to see what Chucky would do. But speaking. Would, oh, man. The Warrens versus Chucky. That would be fun. That would be. That would yeah. be interesting. That'd be kind of be like that's like for nowadays that might be like Freddy versus Jason level. Uh, I think so. You know, I think so that might be yeah. that. But it's funny you bring that up. Um, and I posted pictures of this guys on the so in the SOG group and the SOG um, page. Let's this past Friday, I actually went to a monsters house here on Long Island. They have this house where they have all the monsters from mm. all of the films, starting with the Wizard of Oz and the Wicked Witch of the West. Uh, oh, that Swamp Thing. Um, oh, I, there we go. I posted all the pictures. They had the original monsters. They had all the no, they didn't have Grundy. I that was something I was actually thinking to myself, like, wow, they could probably have Grundy in here, but they didn't have him. Um, but they have all the old, the original monsters, so Dracula, Wolfman, love um, it, 
And then on the second floor, they have all the slashers. So obviously, Freddy, Jason, Michael Myers, um, Pennywise, all mm. of the all of the other people, amongst others. They had the priest, and of course, I always forget her name. The little girl from Exorcist. What was her name in the movie? I actually I know I Linda Blair her. played her, so I'll just say Linda Blair because she played mm. her. But she's in it. Um, she's there. It's just a really really cool. They even had like a. a uh, area for Hocus Pocus with the with the three witches. Oh, I would be so happy. Yeah, so they had that too. It was just a really really cool thing to go uh, go and see. So if you live on Long Island, it's in Mineola. It was twenty five dollars. They have it going through um, Halloween. I think so. Even that's basically Mister Rooney and Andrew. Eric's talking to you directly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you two guys. Uh, I know. I think Tim said he's a big horror fan, so Tim might enjoy it. Uh, I, I'm not surprised. Um, Tim loves movies in general. I can't imagine him yeah, so, disliking anything. So if you guys definitely um, go check that out, it's it was very very cool to do. It was something the first Halloween thing I really did this this season, and it was just great. Um, I haven't seen Halloween Kills yet, Pete. Have you? I haven't, but you so, know we got to get on that because we're supposed to do our Halloween spooktacular with uh, Mr. Lauer, which we're just going to announce here. Yes, that'll probably be our next show. Yes, so guys, Pete, as Pete just said, our next show. We last year we did a Halloween show with Pete I and Chris Rimmer. Um, this year we will be doing Pete I and Ryan Lauer from the Batman Book Club. So you guys will be getting another. And what we're going to be discussing are the uh, three the three Halloween movies, the new continuity. <laughs> yes, yes, and uh, we're gonna obviously. Halloween Kills, Halloween 2018, and then the original film. Um, so we will be discussing those. And I, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I, I always like doing these, uh, these shows. There's so. nothing I love more than talking about Ben Tramer. So <laughs> so we definitely want to do uh, – we're going to do that for you guys. And we hope you enjoy it like you did last year because it was – again, it was a great show. And thanks, Chris. We did ask Chris again, but he has something else he has to do. So um, he was not able to join us. So, But, Chris, again, if you ever want to come on, you are more than welcome to come on with us. We had a great time doing that. So to end the show, we're going to talk about a couple of trailers. Um, oh, baby, here we that go. We got, and then we'll talk really quickly about Venom. Oh, I got Eric to see Because Venom. I finally got to see it. Uh, it was great. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But So we got two trailers. The first one I'll talk about is the new Resident Evil movie that's coming out. Yeah. Um, I have to say it was better than I thought. It would be. Hell yeah, it was. Right? Uh, Robbie Amell's in it. Stephen Amell's little brother, Robbie Amell, is, is one of the leads in the film. That's who that was. I yeah. thought he looked interesting. It's Firestorm. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's Firestorm. So he was in it. Um, the girl, I'm forgetting her name, which sucks because I literally just watched it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm forgetting her name. But um, I'm trying to – what time period is this? Is it a the beginning again for? Uh, it's the beginning. It's it, right? I believe it's a, it's a reboot, okay. and I think this will be way more faithful to the com uh, comic books to the, the video games to the video games than uh, the Paul uh, Paul W. Andrew uh, was it Paul W. S. Anderson showing that and Mila Jojovich. Jo- yeah, yeah. Jo- I think it'll be way more. Jo- uh, it looks it jo- just jo- it just looks kind of more grounded, and James Wan's <laughs> involved in it, so that's really interesting. I feel like you know I you know I love when Wan's involved in anything. Uh, I believe it says James Wan. That's what it says. I'm, I'm looking it up. I'm, I'm waiting right. trying to find a release date. I think you're right. Um, but uh, yeah, so it comes out November 24th, 2021. So it's coming up. It's around the corner. 
Uh, development took place. Blah, blah. Oh, John. No, Juan's not involved in it. Okay. Uh, but it comes out this November. So like, I'm pumped. It, it just looks cool. Some of the monsters look like a little bit more rendering and stuff, but, uh, I was like, all right, whatever. That'll happen when it does. And, uh, I'm just really, really pumped. You know, who's in it? Do you know who's in it? Bullock's in it. Yes, Donald Logue's in it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I was oh, like, "Oh, shoot, Bullock! Like, great. Maybe I like this one." Um, <laughs> I noticed that he has the same. He has that wonderful Curtin's haircut, and it's like it stands out. No one has that haircut anymore. Um, I know. So, yeah. Again, just look really faithful. You know, just great zombie stuff. Yes. Bloody, gory, lots of gunfire. It looks dark. Uh, you know, and it looks like a, just a solid story about umbrella covering things up. They mentioned Chernobyl in the trailer, which kind of you know yep. gives everyone an idea yep. of of what they're doing and stuff so you know i'm just excited like, like you know yeah I, I like them i like resident evil movies yeah i was trying like watching the trailer i mean obviously i know the name from the game i used to play these games all the time so like i heard chris i heard claire's name yeah um i did they mention the wesker Rogue. i don't remember i think they I do actually but no he is wesker's in it i know that um Leon S. Kennedy's in it, so yeah. So I mean, every guy, the names you're familiar with from the game from video games are Ada all Wong. here, which wasn't always the same in the other movies. Um, they like so. fit them around Alice and what she was doing, right? You know, and while that while the characters looked exactly like they did in the video game, you yes. know, they, it, the movies weren't great, but it was you know they're cheap zombie movies. Yes. So the other trailer that I think we're both really hyped about um, that we got to see was the screen, the trailer for the new Scream film. Yeah. Um, man, that just brought back so many, so yeah. many memories, man. Uh, the nostalgia factor I mean, is there. Going back to Stu's house, how that house, you know, the few times we saw it doesn't look like it changed at all. I know. Um, I just everything you know, I, know. I liked when uh, Ghostface said it was an honor, which I was like, I was like, all right, so what girl did Billy and Stu knock up at this party who wants revenge? Right, you know, <laughs> all these years later, because like you know we've got we've gotten the we, we've gotten the what the the half brother, we've gotten the adopted son, you know, like they've kind of they've the, there's always a legacy angle, right? Billy's mom's involved. Who was um, um, Emma Roberts' character? Was she the cousin? She was the cousin. So right? there's always some sort of tie yeah. back to Sydney and yep. family and whatnot. And uh, you know, I I'm looking forward to it. David Arquette, yeah, uh, him, Courtney uh, Cox. Courtney Cox. Yeah. Courtney this is probably the best I've seen Courtney Cox look since like Scream Three. I've you know, yeah, she least. didn't look as um, Botoxed. I guess yeah. is the way I can put it. Yeah, uh, she looked a little more natural so, in this trailer. Nev is always as beautiful. Yeah, she's aged Nev. great. She really She's has one of my She's favorite scream queens. So. Um, just I, I I can't wait. I, I'm really pumped for it. I can't I, I can't wait for the twists and turns. I can't wait to see what they make fun of this time around. Um, you know, I, I, I nothing ever really tops the first scream. I scream four is my second favorite. I I'm one of the few people who doesn't like scream two at all. I hate scream two, <laughs> so uh, I actually like scream three more. So you know, I'm excited to see where this falls in my rankings. So just just again, like who doesn't love a good scream movie? Yeah, the the trailer does have everything you would want it to have to mm-hmm. appeal to new viewers and to get us back um yeah like everything they did with the lock and the cell phone yep. like modernizing it really yep. brilliant I, I i appreciate that and that's kind of what stream's all about it, it it's so self-aware kind of like venom which we'll get to yeah it pokes fun at itself and the genre and it makes sense at the same time so it's just it's brilliant i i can't wait and you know just 
I'm pumped. I like, oh God, Scream is just one of those amazing things. And I, I hope, you know, Wes Craven's looking down and he just enjoys it. Yeah, man. It's, it really is. It really was. I was worried about when they said they were doing this film. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wasn't, I wasn't like, I wasn't like, oh, okay, you know, yeah, let's do it. I was kind of like, all right, I'm kind of wait and see, but this trailer really did grab me. So it did its job for me at least. And, yeah. um, you know, I'm really looking forward to this. It comes out January 14th next year. Uh, that hasn't been pushed back yet as far as we know. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm uh, just excited. Just like I said, like after the fourth one, I'm like, okay, well, how are they doing? Cause they involved in like live streams and all that stuff. And it was, it was really, I thought it was really well done. So I'm, I'm curious to see what happens here. Like that's, that's what's really got me going. I know, I know. Uh, and guys, if you're fans of the boys, uh, Jack Quaid is in this. He figures prominently in the trailer as well. So I still think the biggest mistake Scream's ever done is kill uh, Jamie Kennedy. I, I I can't tell you like I I feel like not having him in any of the like it's just it's such a bummer it just is yeah he was uh, it, he it, was kind of like the sage right the horror movie yeah, sage and, I know, he pops up like in three at some point I think on like a videotape yes, or something yes his sister but, brings the video yeah yeah it's just not the same it just it's not. you know like I just his it was I know you could go into it and you don't worry about a sequel and you put out the best movie you can and I just. <laughs> I think that's probably why I hate Scream 2 so much. Because they kill him. Yeah. yeah. I think that's probably why. Yeah. But again, if you're fans of the original franchise, this trailer is for you. And if you're if you're looking for something new to watch by to our young listeners, def, take our word for it. You want to see this. Because I honestly think it's going to be very faithful to the original film. So I'm very, very mm-hmm. um, looking forward to this. Okay. Moving along to the movie that um, – I haven't been too supportive of from the beginning. Uh, I didn't like the first one. Of course, I'm talking about Venom. Um, I didn't like the first one. I thought it was a terrible movie. Uh, not, And it didn't entertain me, the first one, really. I wasn't that caught up in it. But Venom 2 was still a bad movie, but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I had a really good time watching this movie. And I was not expecting that at all. So... Wow, I'm surprised. Usually you hate fun. <laughs> I don't hate fun. But anyway. Sometimes um, you can be a little bit of a stick in the mud. <laughs> hey, I'm just honest. I'm honest about my feelings on these things. I'm sorry if that, makes, the old people, man. Sorry if that makes people mad. But I'm just honest about my feelings about these things. But no, I really did have a good time watching this. Uh, the symbiote is great. Venom's the actual character them, yeah. yeah um and tom hardy's excellent playing off of him it's, it's a very very well done uh dichotomy between the two uh but the the substance of it is kind of lacking i didn't love i didn't think carnage was done that well i thought it was way too over the top for the for the character i know that's what the movie is it's really movie. i really the character is over the top i thought I, okay no, I'm saying I know that's what the movie is as a whole. It's very over the top in your face, splat, splat, like right splatter in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, Woody Harrelson was fine. Uh, th- I just didn't love uh, the story that they told. Are we going into spoilers on so, this? Um, I guess we can. It's been out for a while now. Um, so 
I, 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 I didn't like this as much as the first one. I thought the first movie was a little bit more fun. I think there's like a solid 30 minutes missing from this movie. Okay. Like there's a point in time where like, why is, and, and this is, I enjoyed it. I liked it. But it's like, why is Cletus Cassidy so obsessed with Tom Hardy? Like, why does he want to be his friend? Like, why does he say it? Like, you know, like, why does he need Tom, why Eddie does he Brock? need Eddie Brock, Eddie Brock to accept him? Like, I was because the movie's only like an hour and a half. So, like, clearly there's a half hour missing from this film. And it's just weird. I thought Naomi Harris was just wasted. I didn't like anything she did. I thought she was so over the top, yeah. especially when she came back into the mix. But Hardy as Brock and Venom was great. I thought Woody Harrelson was great. Um, Michelle Williams was fine in the little bit she was in it. Um, but yeah, it, it just – I don't like it as much as the first one, which is kind of a bummer because, you know, it's Venom versus Carnage. Uh, but that post credit scene really uh, opens things up for the possibility of for a lot of to come. And I actually – when it, it's and I'm sitting in the theater and I'm watching this happen and I'm hearing Venom – talk to Brock about like, we've seen things in other universes and other worlds. So like, I'm literally waiting for like, um, <laughs> what's his name? Topher Grace and like, uh, Toby <laughs> to like collide in like some sort of flashback, you know, like, uh-huh. cause he, they mentioned universes and other things and it wasn't, it was Holland and he licks the screen and I was like, okay, but I was, and you know, I'm just, but it's like, I, I don't know. It almost feels like they're really forcing it. Um, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to see it. But we already knew these two universes were connected because we saw Keen in the Morbius trailer. So this yep. shouldn't come as a shock to anyone. Yep. But I, like I said, I'll check it out. I love, everyone knows I love Spider-Man. I love Todd McFarlane. So therefore, Venom is the project, is the love <laughs> child of both. Yeah. Um, I will check it out and I'll, I'll judge that for what it is. But, uh, you know, I'll enjoy it. I'll catch it out. And also, I didn't like the fact that they killed uh, – uh, Cletus I I, I want to see Cletus take on the two of them you know like so I, I don't know we'll see what happens maybe he's not dead I don't know maybe the symbiote made his head uh, disappear I have no idea it's a <laughs> comic book movie anything's possible you're right he anything's possible who the hell knows <laughs> like let's be brutally honest that's true uh that that is very um, true did you did they but, show the trailer for Morbius well before you saw no because no, they did it in my theater yeah How, every time we, where'd you go see it I saw it at a regal I saw it at AMC, so that's probably why. We see different trailers all the time because we go to different theaters. Yeah, but I thought it was interesting that I saw that and then saw this because I got – I know – I actually think Morbius is going to be very good. I know people are mixed on it. I actually – I think it's going to be very good. But I I don't know. I can't wait to see it though. Keaton's in there and then you get – Venom, and then you get the post credit scene. Like uh, it was a very cool thing for me to watch. All of these things just kind of roll together. Well, it's uh, interesting because I'm like, does, so that post credit scene clearly happens after No Way Home. Yeah, right. Like because now I'm putting like fanboy timelines. So like, okay, and I'm just trying to like piece it together because well, it could be, or it could be something that um, happens during the end of um, Far From Home. Um, okay. Right. So it could be that that's live because you see him, you see them switch universes. It happens. Yes. Like yeah. you see it happen right there. So mm-hmm. I, that I thought was cool. Um, I also thought the end was cool when they're sitting on the beach looking at that. That was kind of cool. Well, that's a nod because yeah. at some point, like Spider-Man tr- leaves them both on yep. an island where they can't hurt him. Yep. There were a lot of nods that comic books passed about so, Venom in, in this movie, which I appreciated as a reader. Yeah. So it was that all that stuff was cool. Again, I wasn't expecting to love to not love it, but to like this movie. And I did. And 
And you know what? Shout out to Sony for just sticking it to Feige and Marvel. <laughs> Feige's been riding high for like 20 years now. Like, go in there, put a wrench in the gears, leave your mark. Like, okay, do it. Like, I'm just happy someone has the balls to stick up to the MCU. If you don't think that was discussed beforehand, you're crazy. <laughs> it, it was, and you know what he said? I don't like it. I don't like that you're doing this, but I'm only renting out the character from you because Marvel went broke in 1996 and sold the rights. So therefore, I have no power. You're in control. I just make you money. So there you go. Yeah. Sony's been in control the whole time. Well, of course and, they have. They're the distributor yeah, of the film. They of course are. They and and they've already pulled out of the deal once. They gave them. They gave them no way home. They're gonna. They're waiting to pull out of the deal again. I'm telling you, it's gonna happen. They're riding so high right now. Venom's making money off two movies. They just made a successful Spider-Man movie, being animated. They just did it. They're confident in Morbius. They are dying to pull Spider-Man out of the MCU. They're dying to. Even if they do, it would... They don't want to split the pot. They want it all to themselves. It's all about money. That's all that matters. Even if they do, he'll be back because... I'm sure he'll be back. They'll make four or five movies. They'll have trouble. They'll have to have Feige restarted again because God knows he's got the magic touch. Like, that's, we know what's going to happen. <laughs> so, but no, I do think it's, I hope, I hope whatever happens, it like the, the, the relationship stays strong because it's only better in the long run if that happens. It's better for the character. It's better for us. It's just better because you can then you like you said you can do different things with Spider Man when he's in an MCU film and when he's in a Sony film. So you'd be able to do those different things, and I think that's great. That's one thing I've loved about this partnership from the beginning. If this whole Keaton thing and the Flash works out, and this Matt Reeves the Batman thing works out, there's no way that Sony's not going to try to do something similar, right? Probably they've gotten not. they've got legacy characters in yeah. Spider-Man. They could do something like that. We've talked about it. There's been rumors. No Sinister Six is gonna happen. They've been talking about this thing forever. So Well, what do you think? I mean, how many they, you've got you've got Mysterio, you've got the Vulture, you've got Doc Ock, you're gonna bring back a goblin, uh, you've got a scorpion yeah, somewhere he was without teased. a suit. Yeah, right? He was teased. Yeah. I don't know. Like Carnage isn't probably dead. Yeah. I mean there's, <laughs> there's other characters you can bring back. There's a rhino. That's it. We got seven. Let's go. <laughs> you're right. No, and they they were supposed to do that with Garfield yeah. in the previous iteration. So yeah. I'm pretty sure that's still on the plate for them and they want that to happen. So that's everyone thinks Garfield's gonna, coming back for at least 15 seconds. I right? know. As much as he tries to deny it, but not really deny it, but kind of deny it at the same time. As uh, a lot of people are like, I want more <laughs> interviews at fandom. Like, what do you care? They just give you the business anyway. I know. Like, it doesn't matter what they say. I know. Like, every once in a while, someone like Pattinson says he reads a bunch of comic books and we get all excited. But they still give you the same just, you know, Hollywood PR spiel. Seriously. But, man, look at this talking about all this stuff with, with Spider-Man and all the fandom stuff. Again, what a great time to be a comic book fan and a comic book movie fan and a fan of these characters. It's just been awesome. It's been an awesome, awesome time. And yeah. I mean, it's I mean, crazy that Venom is the thing that opens up the multiverse, really. Like when I you know. think about it, it's yeah. really the, it's really the first thing that teases because it, it, yeah. it uh, just, you know, just by timeline and it comes out first, yeah. you know? So like, I'm, I'm excited. I, well, I, would be cool if Venom popped up in a, in a no way home post credit scene. I'm wondering what they're. What if he's in the movie in general? He he, like we keep speculating. Yeah, we keep speculating about villains past, but like, what about you know this this version of Venom popping up in the movie somewhere? 
I don't. I have no idea. Oh, you see him in in. Uh... I'll take Topher Grace. I don't care. Like, just bring these guys back. Like, give me something. You see them in Jameson's office. That would be I cool. want like that would be cool. this movie. There's so much fan theory and speculation. Cool. Like I, I can't help but giving it, giving to it myself. Like let's, I want to see this stuff. But I, you know, if I don't see it, it's fine. I'll take what they give me. I'm not going to be upset when I don't get it. But I know, agree. I like speculation. No, I agree. I think, like I said, it's just a really fun time to be a fan of these movies and these characters because. You know, because oh, when it's gone, man, it's gone. We're gonna yeah. go, like we're going <laughs> at some point. It'll go the way of the western, and every once in a while, you get like a magnificent six. You know that recently <laughs> came out. No, but it's the truth. You're and, right. You know, you're we'll, right. With, at some point, we'll go back to another. You know, every six years, you get one comic book movie, and uh, you know it's fine because we've got this whole decade of of catalog to just sit back and enjoy. So right, I mean, the like the cool thing is there's decades worth of material that they pull from right so you think there's plenty of stories left still to be told uh but i mean batman's been around for 80 years they're not going to stop making movies about him no especially not batman batman will, they'll be making movies about batman for a I while think, i think batman and spider-man are tough um, pretty much superman as strong as he is that's <laughs> the crazy part but i again i think it's the relatability thing with him um i don't know why he's just not as relatable as the other characters so even though most kids, I would say, start with liking Superman. I know I did um, when I was very little. Because, I mean, that's the cool thing. He flies, right? When the kid, when you're a kid, everyone wants to fly. <laughs> so Everybody except Melissa Benoist. I know. <laughs> yeah. See, we're coming full circle. Full circle. We're all the way back to the beginning. All right, guys. Uh, man, we chopped up a lot in this hour and 20 minutes. So, Pete. We did. As- and Houston just took the lead in the ninth. This is wonderful. See? Great way to end the show. Yes, great way to end the show. Hopefully they can win it. All right, Pete. So now that you have a little bit uh, a little bit happier since Houston took the lead, go ahead and tell everyone. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on social media. It's Twitter, Instagram, and Zach Snyder's favorite bureau, at Pete Illustrated. Also, I'm on Letterboxd. Uh, you can follow this show, the show you're listening to right now, Straight Outta Gotham, that I co-host with this man, the champion of Long Island, Eric Holzman, at straight underscore O underscore G on both Instagram and Twitter, Facebook group and page. Check those out. Like them both. At Team Yellow Oval. We're excited about The Flash. We're excited about Keen. The Oval's back. First time since 95. Uh, couldn't be happier love the teaser and we're just excited to see more uh follow podcast number two the italian spider-man coalition podcast that i co-host with sausage meatball that's nick and nico caruso at italians for spidey we have our own rss feed we're on apple itunes we're on google uh podcast we're on all the good platforms check us out the italian spider-man coalition podcast we got another episode coming up this month uh we have that and uh batman on film i've got reviews of eric's favorite tv show batwoman uh detective comics i've got tour reviews on batman on film youtube as well as interviews with legends such as Michael Uslan and Tower Strong. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, make sure you rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts so you can possibly win our Joker action figure. Uh, what better way to celebrate the month of ghouls than with the Joker himself? Yes. 12 days, guys. 12 days left for that that contest. Uh, so, you know, get your get over a rate review. You may want to rate and review this show when it's up. Go ahead. Attend your Mark Hughes. Write me a review. <laughs> Okay, guys, as you know, you can find me on Twitter at finally33, spell finale33, same on Instagram. Uh, you guys check out my reviews of Titans on BatmanOnFilm.com. Go over there, read them. Um, I write them, so I, re- I would really like if people would <laughs> read them and leave me some comments on what you think of the se- season. Inspire Eric to review Doom Patrol. This season, uh, especially this season for Titans, has prob- is arguably the best one of the three years. So 
Damn Def- right. Definitely, guys, go read my reviews and fight with me on it. That's fine. If you don't agree, I'm open to the to the discussion. So definitely. I want to see Eric argue with people other than Nico and Zeddy on Twitter. Make it happen. <laughs> that's your job. As our audience, that's your job. Yes. Don't forget, guys, check out our latest show that we just did this past week, recapping DC Fandom at the Iceberg Lounge. Again, like I said at the beginning of the show, um, Bill Jet Ramey from Batman on Film, his son Micah from Colin A um, Entertainment. You have Ryan Lauer from the Batman Book Club and Ryan Haas from everywhere. He's just a citizen of the world and we love him. Uh, so that's Ryan Haas is all over the place. Uh, and we had a great time talking about it as Pete and I discussed very shortly on this episode, but the, the more in-depth stuff was on that show. Um, so check that out. I will also, again, like I said, I will be pulling it and, and making an audio file of it for you guys to listen to as a podcast as well. Uh, cause, uh, I like to do that for you guys. I like to, you know, give you the content as uh, every way I can. So check that out there. Um, I think that's it. I'm trying to think if we have anything else to talk uh, manscaped. about. Manscaped.com, 20% off free shipping, promo code Gotham. That's all you need to know, right? <laughs> yes, of course, guys. As Pete just said, uh, we still have our Manscaped um, promotion for you guys. Shout out to Manscaped, of course, for uh, sponsoring us. Uh, it's been a pretty cool partnership so far. So um, treat your balls, like I said, the way you would want you would want to be treated yourself. Because, uh, hey, you know, they're kind of important. <laughs> they are kind of important to to us men so definitely do that all right i think that's it so for pete vera i am eric holzman you are listening to straight out of gotham and we will see you next time oh yeah <laughs>